1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this epic event. Right. <laughs> you know, the birthday world was big. This is bigger. You know, this is much better than anything you've ever witnessed in your entire life. So, there you go. It's all over. All right. Tune in next week when we have uh, a real show. My name is Ron Cohen. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Stirring the Quadrant International Next Generation. I am uh, your host, and with me are three more hosts. Believe it or not, we have the amazing uh, blonde Blomshell herself. Speaking. Hello. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought you and, were going to ask something else. <laughs> no, and also of course uh, my favorite West Coast witch, Malibers. Cackle,
2: cackle, cackle. Okay. Yeah, good, okay.
1: And with last but not least is the gold standard and ghost hunting Stephen H. Parsons. H, what's that for? Uh, You don't want to know. Cool. So, anyways, this is the beginning of a three-day event on three different shows uh, with all four of the same boring hosts, and uh, we're going to be discussing haunted items. Speak for
3: yourself, Van Helsing.
1: Excuse me? Speak for yourself, boring. Have you ever listened to yourself?
3: Yes, I'm fascinating.
1: Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So anyways, uh, I I'm we to start this out by uh, trying to determine uh, what is a haunted item. And since there's four of us, uh, you know, we should, uh, ladies first, of course, and then we'll go by age. Ah, No, we don't go by age. We'll do by alphabetical. Uh, Save me after that one. So, uh, Anne, what is the difference? What is the difference? And I'm going to ask you each the same question, so you, those who are last, have actually more time to think about it. Yeah. What What is your thoughts on uh, what a haunted item is versus what a cursed item is?
3: Well, I would say that haunted item actually has uh, something attached, something. I don't want to say physical attached to it, but it has a spirit attached to it rather than an intention. That that would be my interpretation.
1: Okay. What about you, Bella?
2: I was just going to say the same thing, that it had, um, you know, but, okay, it has a spirit attachment versus an intention, but it also it's the good and the bad, you know, so it's uh, a haunted item isn't necessarily horribly scary or bad or deadly, whereas a curse could be. So... That's adding to what Ann said.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. And last but least, the same voice of reason, Steve Basses.
0: Well, what's to say that an object is haunted anyway? I mean, it's only. I mean, can there be such a thing as an object that's haunted? We've got <laughs> well, no if there no, isn't, we don't have a we, definition we'll, of that, if do we? We, we? we don't
1: have no damn show, so.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, well, it's all right then. I'll try and, A cursed object is something that you've told somebody it's cursed. There you go. That was good, Steve. I, I <laughs> well, you know, for a curse to be effective, you've got to tell the person that they're cursed. And, you know, we, we've got lots and lots of haunted objects, or claim to be haunted objects. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is no definitive evidence to suggest that they are.
2: And, and wait, I, you know, I like what you said about you have to tell the person that they're cursed in order for it to work. Oh, and, sure. and and And, well, wait a minute. If you tell the person they're cursed, you don't even have to curse them, because they will end up cursing themselves, because they'll <laughs> believe true. what you said. That's right. True. That's mm-hmm. absolutely not true, because you can, be, you, can oh, be cursed, you can be cursed without being told. Well, sure, but I'm, what I'm saying is that if you tell somebody they're cursed, you don't even have to bother to do it, because then they'll just think Oh, I are. agree with you, Bob. Yeah. What I,
0: what I said, actually, Ron, was... In order for a curse to work, you've got to tell the person that they're cursed.
1: That's not necessarily true, isn't mean it, is. No, it isn't. Is of course it is. Do you say so?
0: I do. I'm the expert.
1: Moving I know. on, ghost <laughs> uh, and ghost hunting. This is why we have you on the on the show, just so you can be moving a, on a Debbie Downer.
0: You know, we'll, we'll move around one position tomorrow night, and is a skeptic.
2: My turn.
0: Oh, it's his
1: show, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's, all right, now that we have a definitive answer of what a haunted item is, uh, we can move on to... For something some, like that. Yeah, not even close. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Tomorrow, we, this show is going to be divided up in a bunch of different, tours. Uh,
0: Finally, we get to find out what the show is about now. Yeah, haunted items.
1: So Anne, like the rest of my co-hosts, has done some fabulous research. And she actually has some examples of haunted items. Is that correct? Uh, personal experiences, Anne? Is, is that I, correct? I do. There are
3: personal experiences of a friend and a family member. Family Ooh. members. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes, my people came through for me. Okay, yeah. Go out on Facebook, do a little begging and <laughs> bam, get all kinds of stuff. Uh, of course, I have my friend Mark in New York. Hey, Mark. Yeah, he'll never listen to the show. But anyways, I'm like, Oh, who has personal experiences with haunted items? Oh, I do, but I'll have to talk to you about it on the phone. I'm like, well, why can't you just type it up? Oh, it's too much, too much. I can't do it, so whatever. It was kind of like, yeah, I've got some. Too bad, can't can't hear about them. So, anyways,
1: moving right along. Yeah. So. uh, two minutes of my life I'll never get
0: back. So does that mean I wasted my time this afternoon, compiling all the haunted objects? Well, you don't believe in them, so there can't be any. Carry on, Anne. Oh, how how quickly you forgot cabinets of curiosity talk at dining with the dead. Uh-huh.
1: Carry, carry on, Anne.
3: Anne all right, store. all Anne right. Oh, okay, so uh, I recently, as in this weekend, was visiting down in uh, North Carolina.
0: That uh, was one hell of a drive.
3: That was one hell of a drive. <laughs> I yeah, four yeah. days whirlwind tour, up and down the uh, east now, coast. Can we get to the haunted tonight? Yes, I'm getting there. So visiting, I saw my son and his girl, and then we went and saw my niece, Dina, who also lives in North Carolina. So Dina, the last house she lived in, in Florida, was haunted. Or she's just had many paranormal experiences there. So one of the things that happened when they were there is they ended up with what she felt was a haunted doll. Now, her little girl, Lily, at the time that this happened, was just about three years old, maybe a little shy. So they had an elderly woman who lived across the street from them who had a large doll collection. And Dina and Lily would go and talk to the neighbor, and over time... The neighbor died, unfortunately. So the neighbor's son knew that Lily liked the dolls and gave Lily a porcelain doll from the woman's collection. And Lily loved this doll, dragged the doll around with her everywhere. And one day Lily was sitting on her bed and holding the doll. And she said, Mommy, the doll is mad. And Dina said... Well, why is the doll mad, uh, mad, honey? And she said, oh, she's, she's always mad. Now, there is, I want to take a moment and say there is a video that goes with this because Dina pulled out her phone and was recording Lily. So, and I watched the video today. It's very interesting. So Lily said, well, the, the doll is mad and that Mama should never, ever take the doll's shoes off. She hates that, and she doesn't like it when you do that. So don't do it ever, ever, ever again. Now, that was what Lily said. At almost. And then Lily sat and was stroking the doll's hair and just kind of zoning out, like just looking out into space, zoning out. And Dina almost kind of had to, like, you know, push on her. Lily, Lily, what's going on? Now stop, you're scaring mommy, And Lily kind of came out of it and said, Shh, mama, stop. You'll make her angry. So uh, not too long afterwards, the doll uh, was dropped and broken. And that was the end of the doll. So that is my first haunted object story. And yes, there's video to go with it. So... Uh, it was kind of creepy where there's a three-year-old involved. I guess so. so. That's my haunted object. What was so haunted about it? It was like the doll was talking to her. Oh, okay. And telling her these things. That's did what you, was so did, haunted about it.
1: Didn't you have dolls when you were a
3: kid? Yes. Yeah. Didn't you talk to them? I suppose so, but I don't think anything like that ever happened to me and my uh,
2: my dolls. What about you, Marla? I had a doll that I hated so badly. Some, You know what? Relatives can be cruel. And, and well-meaning, but cruel. Because I was like four years old and some relative, I don't even remember who it was, walked into the house with this, it was kind of like a gnome, mm-hmm. but it was ugly and it was scowling. I mean, it was like, A nightmare doll for even somebody that was older just to look at it I don't know what this person had in mind must have hated kids and yeah you know it's like here here's your new doll and I started crying immediately when I looked at it I said oh and and we had to keep it around um, you know just because I guess my grandmother thought it was polite um, but that, that thing was possessed. I mean, that was the most horrible. Maybe the doll wasn't possessed, but the person who made it was possessed. <laughs> because you just don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the little hat was fine, the little outfit, the beard and everything, but that face, oh my God, it was horrible. A beard? It had a beard. It was a gnome. And, and it, it you know, kind of halfway between a gnome and a leprechaun sort of thing, but ugly as sin. And scary, 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 scary. What about you, Steve? Do you have a doll that talked to
1: you?
0: Uh, no, I'm a I'm a boy. I didn't have dolls. I did have hey. Action Man, which is the British equivalent of GI Joe. I, I. I'd G. I. That. And that did talk to me when you pulled the string on its back. So, <laughs> was it? No, it just pulled the string on its back and it did cool things like, "Hey, man, we're going into action." Yeah, but how do you know those were the words that were actually recorded and it wasn't just speaking on its own? <laughs> Actually, there was uh, wasn't the, there was a, a controversy over the GI Joe ones, the later edition, because somebody did pre-record something particularly uh, obnoxious and unpleasant onto uh, some of the recorders. They had a little uh, little loop of uh, back back in the, the day, they had a little loop of recording tape that was wound up on a clockwork motor. Um, but the modern ones have you got know, this digital thing, and somebody put something um, quite rude and obscene onto one of them. <coughs>
1: I wonder if that was Trump. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll run right around. <laughs> so, uh, I, we'll get back to you with some more stories, Ann. but uh, uh, Yeah, and uh, Mala, do you have anything for us, or are you just here for a pretty face?
2: Well, that's obvious, that so that's not the reason I'm here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually am, am really creeped out about dolls, and one of the guests that i had on my show a long time ago was somebody who was the keeper of robert the doll you know robert oh, yeah. The doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and it was really strange because i mean that the whole story about robert the doll is very creepy that you know he was given to this this guy as a kid from his nanny who was like you know from haiti or jamaica or someplace yeah, like that Right, and um, that this guy talked to this doll his whole life. Uh, when he got married, he took the doll with him on his honeymoon. He built a big house, and the doll had the whole attic space, and people used to walk in front of the house and see the doll sitting in the chair and then running away. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> the doll had a whole life. But the, the weird part was that I was talking to this woman. He's, Robert now is in a museum, And, you know, strangely enough, ghost hunters said that they did some kind of thing and Robert actually has a soul. Okay. Um, So this woman was, she said, well, I'm at the museum. Nobody else is here. You know, she was doing that kind of thing. And we were, you know, doing the interview. She's talking about Robert, how he was made, um, you know, the meaning of what that little lion he carries, you know, whatever. I mean, it was just the usual stuff. And all of a sudden... We were just getting ready to go to break, and i'm hearing this stuff in the background, you know, but i couldn 't make it out i didn't I didn 't know what exactly that it was saying, so um, we went to break and i didn 't think anything of it. We came back and finished the interview well the next morning, my producer at the time um, calls me up I mean he never called, and he 's freaking out he 's absolutely freaking out and hes i just you know I just I listened to the show and I was getting ready to for the podcast. He says, there's stuff on this tape. And I went, what? Oh. He said, it was so bad, Marla. He said, I had to go get my wife and she had to hear it. Huh. And I said, what the hell is going on? He says, oh, I, I isolated the clip. I'll send it to you. He says, I, I'm so creeped out. I'm freaked out. And this isn't a guy who is, you know, generally easily upset. So he sends it over to me and I'm listening and this woman is talking and I'm talking to her and in the background you're hearing somebody go, Robert, Robert, I'm Robert. And then that we keep talking, Nessie. I didn't hear that when we were doing the interview. That's the strange uh. thing. I'm not saying that you know whatever, but I didn't hear that. And then all of a sudden, you hear this, you know, like that. And no wonder the poor guy was scared out of his mind. It sounded horrible. My
3: God. And,
2: yeah, and and so it was just weird that. We didn't hear it, but he heard it. So, you know, does Robert have a second life or was either the woman lying or she didn't, you know, maybe there was a prank going. I don't know. But Robert, to begin with, is a very creepy doll and and he threatens people. You know, if if you go in and take his picture, he'll curse you without permission. You have to ask him for permission.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, there's all this stuff that goes along with it. So, I mean, of all the creepy dolls, Robert is it. And I actually, if I can find it, um, I have that. Isolated tape with him in the background, so maybe we can play it tomorrow or something. Oh, that would be an excellent
1: idea if you, oh, if you can awesome. do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I so, think I can find it.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. And, and Steve, I know that, that you are familiar with a,
0: a doll called Tommy? Timmy. Timmy the doll. I've just posted a little. You can say hi to him on the Ghost Chronicles International Facebook page. Uh, what was that weird bong noise? All right, so, Timmy well, Timmy Timmy's Tim, is a he's a, he's he's a felt dom, uh stuffed with straw and he was made in the late mid-late 1930s um he's got a porcelain head um and currently Timmy sits on my bookcase and uh, he keeps a watchful eye over me each day while I'm working <coughs> sorry <I've> got a <laughs> so, probably I, I think I just caught that from Karina now, Timmy isn't mine. Timmy used to belong to... what well, he's mine now, but he used to belong to a young boy who was given him in, uh, for his second birthday in 1937. Um, and during World War II, Timmy was saved from a bombed-out building after the house in which he lived with the boy was destroyed in a German air raid on Liverpool. When the boy... The boy also uh, survived the Second World War as well. When the boy grew up, he joined the Merchant Navy and sailed the Seven Seas, and Timmy would often go with him and has visited in his time. He brought a draw with him? Many, yeah, many ports. Away. You're not going to tell a little a British sailor and okay. live long. Um, but in the 1960s, Timmy was passed to a new owner who was the son of the little boy um, who, all grown up, had children of his own. But in 1964, the new owner, so the son of the original owner, caught a, ke- a severe case of influenza during an epidemic. Uh, and he sadly passed away. Timmy remained all alone in the boy's bedroom for more than a year as the parents couldn't bear to clear out the room. But later they had a daughter, and eventually, after some time, the room, uh, Tim, uh, the little boy's room, was cleared, and Timmy was placed into the attic, wrapped in brown paper and inside a plastic carrier bag until 2001. When he was found by the daughter so the sister of the little boy who died as she cleared the attic in her parents house prior to it being sold and she asked her father about the toy and he said that it had been his as a boy and that it had belonged to her older brother her deceased elder brother so she took the doll home and she basically placed it into storage until around 2007 when she finally bought her own house and she decided that she would bring the doll out and put it on display and she placed it onto a side, a side table in the bedroom. But within days, the family and her b- began to notice sounds of what sounded like a child running around the house. So she lived in a, in a, uh, a you know, one of these terrace properties, and she thought it was perhaps the neighbours. Um, but they were elderly, so she thought that you know, maybe they had grandchildren visiting, which they did periodically. And the footsteps continued to be heard for quite a while. So, but it was sometimes they were being heard at unusual times of day and night, when she was sure that next door wasn't responsible. And also items in the same room that Timmy was have been found to be moved. Um, as if they'd been moved but not properly put back again, she, she said to me. And over the following months, these things didn't stop. They continued, and the woman began to get increasingly concerned. Her own lip... she had her own, she had her own little boy, and he was just turned two years old and began mm. to take an unusual interest in Timmy and would sit and babble away to him for hours on end. That's terrible uh, British. Yeah. After a month of this, though, the mother decided that she'd finally cracked and had had enough, and she couldn't, but she couldn't bear to throw the doll out. But she didn't want it in the house any longer, so uh, she emailed me. She knew that I had an interest in haunted houses and such. Um, and asked if I would like to give Timmy a home. And, of course, I said yes. And Timmy sits on my bookshelf and keeps an eye on me every day. Oh, isn't so, he cute? I love it. Lovely little cute little dolly. Yeah. There we I are. I can't
3: see him. I don't know why I can't see him.
0: Uh, Ghost Chronicle International Facebook page.
1: Yeah, I'm on it.
0: Wow. Oh. And uh, we've got two because of a cock-up.
1: No, it's the regular one, not the it's one page. The, it's, it's the regular page.
0: Is there Here's the Is there, Is
1: there uh, really? Oh, you put it on the group page. Oh, let's I, see. The closed we'll group? We'll yeah, you get it on the wrong page,
0: dummy. We'll copy it across then.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, I can't uh I can't see it There's a there's a closed group and I'm apparently I'm not yeah.
0: My bad, because we have two pages.
3: Oh let's I just...
1: see. I'll join the group, then I'll be able to see it, right? No. It belongs um, on our page anyways. All uh, right, so that's enough of that. Uh, that's that's intriguing, uh, Steve. It, it is a creepy looking doll. If you go on the ghost, I don't park, think he's that creepy. Yeah, he's quite cute. it has got ugly feet. All right, that's what I get.
0: It's the way it's been put, but he, he does have that weird sideways glance, which can be a bit disconcerting. Yeah. Anyway, all
1: right. It's, so he's
3: never it, done anything. Uh, in your
0: no, no. Um, no. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. No, he's been, he's been very well behaved. He hasn't even fell off the bookshelf, unlike the other haunted doll, the one that's on another cabinet behind me. Um, which is a, It's a rag doll, but not a raggedy hand doll. It's a handmade mm-hmm. rag doll. And that thing's forever falling off the shelf. It will not stay where, it is, where it's supposed to.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Okay. All right, so we are coming up towards the break. So,
1: Anne, do you have another uh, tale you want to tell us? I do. I do. I have
0: many. Thank all kinds. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you have so, four minutes. I've been told oh, okay. because Ron so obviously next, hasn't. Shh, shh. All right.
3: So my next my next one is shorter than the last one, and and again, this is from Dina. She she is like a magnet for these things. So another haunted object that they had in this same house, where, by the way, someone had died of cancer in the house, and also there was a suicide in the house. Okay, so. Now, the, the second haunted object, Dina had a toy. It was one of those leapfrog electronic little kids' toys. It was an alphabet toy, and it was, you could stick it to the front of the refrigerator. So it would sing songs, and it would recite the alphabet when you turned it on, and if you, it could insert a letter, and it would tell you what it was. Um, so it would begin playing for no reason, uh, on the fridge, and it would happen all the time, but it would not. It would not just be, you know, singing the little songs, la 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 la. It was kind of like, rah, 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 rah. and she had changed the batteries, whatever. So it was playing the slow motion gibberish, and she would hear it say things like it was almost like the um, the shack hack, you know. And one day. She record, recorded it, pulled out her phone, recorded it again, and it pretty much said, Hi, Dina, uh, in, like, slow, slow motion. So she turned the toy off, turned it on again, and it was perfectly normal, and it played through, and she put a letter in it, and it said all the words that rhyme with Z, and it would just do it again the next time. Uh, and it, it seemed like it was almost, and this happened all the time. So that was the second object that they had.
1: Well, that sounds intriguing, but uh, I'm sure Steve has an, an explanation for that. I'm sure right he
0: too. does. I'm sure he does. Um, well, well, I don't. I mean, it wouldn't be fair of me to try and explain something that uh, I, you know, haven't been out, had a chance to look at. But, I mean, it, it's it's to, to be, you know, a little bit skeptical, electronic things do do crazy things from time to time. They uh, do. Mm-hmm. You know, any, anything with a plug or a battery can and will, uh, you know, do some very odd things. And as regards kids' toys, we have a box full of dancers, as you imagine, with the boys. And um, Fireman Sam is notorious for going off at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, yes. Yeah, I've had that happen
3: when my do kids find, do. you
0: find that they also that some of the interactive toys start talking to each other as well? One will spark <laughs> off a conversation with another. It can get really creepy sometimes when that happens. We've got some interactive Disney toys, and one will start speaking, and then another one will answer it. And then they'll hold this weird sort of toy conversation between them. I can be really quite creepy.
3: I used to have one that went off in my attic. Alice used to have one. It was was a a doll, and it would say things like, let's go shopping. (laughs) and you would hear it up in the attic for no apparent reason
1: really i thought yours was yours would say
0: let's have a drink
3: yeah right
0: i'm with that that. i've got my gin and tonic (laughs) yes
3: gin and tonic yes
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways we're coming up to the break and and there's big discussion off here whether we should try this clip of marla's or not and Yes. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll do it. Uh, what do you think, guys?
2: Absolutely.
4: Go for
1: yeah, it.
2: Yeah, go for it. And then, like I said, if 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 it's you want to isolate it, like take it overnight and kind of dis- just dissect it, and yeah. so you can hear the other thing, and then play that again tomorrow.
1: Okay, we may tr- we may do that. Let's see what happens. And uh, so, anyway, we're going to be coming up to the break in seven seconds, six, five, four, three, Let's two. Help. And as the tunes, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles (laughs) International, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, Stirring the Cauldron, and wherever the hell else we are. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanette and Pararex Radio. We'll be right back.
2: An oasis in this hectic world.
1: The creepy and the are kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly, kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal,
2: the Parrax family.
0: They're strange.
1: Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to
0: the Pyro X family. (laughs) And just when you thought it couldn't get any more bizarre, as we run up to Halloween, it's part two of Ghost Chronicles, International Next Generation, Staring the Cauldron, three-way, four, four-way, four three-way show um, spread over the next three nights. Tonight's part one of the Haunted Objects Magical Mystery Tour with special guests, weird stuff, and for exceptionally good presenters. Yeah, whatever.
1: Anyways, we're trying to get this clip, and I'm, I'm getting the thumbs out of thumbs up.
0: What are, you type what are you typing on the drum? <laughs> what, what are you hearing? <laughs> Jesus. Is it unusual? Is it for you? Get a two? headset mic like everybody else. Is it? Yeah, I do have a headset mic. You asshole! Put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where he's wearing. That's. And now we know why Ron's audio is bad because he's wearing his headset mic on his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going
2: to hear it in a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, don't
0: cl- just don't clear your throat.
1: <laughs> okay, here we, here, we, here we go. So uh, I've been told that we might have the clip or uh, we might not. So without further ado, this is... Uh,
0: it doesn't work. God. We've got the Teller of Curious Tales to fall
1: back on. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. So anyways, <laughs> without further ado, let's, let's hear this fabulous tape from Mawa. They, they can
2: see, see the, aura the aura now, and aura, aura means there's, there's some kind of energy... Around it, and one of the questions in the chat room is what is occupying Robert? Do you have any thoughts about that I'm
4: sorry i I can only hear part of what you just said about his, his aura what was that
2: People are wondering what might be occupying Robert um if he has an aura, there's some kind of there's something in him, some kind of life right
4: um yeah you know, that's a very good question i I don't know that i um I have an answer for that I really. I uh, have no idea. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, uh, you know, someone said, well, maybe there were crystals in him or maybe there were sprinklings of something. I, you know, he's not an x ray I don't know of any kind of things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, so that, that would be a, a real good question
2: um, to not have much. answered. I, have, I know that, that the museum um, does a lot with paranormal investigators and everything. Right. Has there ever been a medium? that has sat with Robert and tried to pick up what was coming from him? Um, if
4: there has, I'm not aware of it. There have been many um, paranormal certifications that have been here. There have been people who come and stay overnight. Um, they're the ones that uh, also have different um, recording mechanisms and um, uh, video equipment. But I'm not certain. I can't I don't recall ever there being a medium here. Just so many people who come through who, when they leave, they say, well, Robert said this or I felt this. Um, and, again, when people volunteer those stories, we don't prod them for them. We just really kind of wait yeah. to see if anyone actually had an encounter of some sort. But, um yeah, there have been people who said that they had a, a real sense from him, um, that he doesn't like his, his case being near the hearse. Um, he doesn't like people going behind really him because now he sits out more center and has the, the glass casement around him. So you mm-hmm. could, in theory, walk around. He doesn't like people going behind him. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Um, I did, that just gave me a metal picture that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and okay. um, everybody, stay put, stretch your legs, grab a drink, and we'll be back with Francis. And Robert is not far away. Right after this. Anyone? I,
1: not
3: I. Don't know. Not
1: me. I heard it like three times. Did you? I yes. What well, you guys much. are talking about. since the very beginning
3: of the video, so.
1: Yeah. This so is bizarre. Out. All right, whatever. So that's the tape. Maybe we can do a little bit more with it tomorrow, but we'll have to uh, definitely check it out. That's that's intriguing. Anyway. All right, so moving right along, uh, we'll go back to our, I, I think it's uh, Ann's turn, isn't it?
0: No, I just went right I'm waiting day. for Ron's turn. I think yeah. Ron tell us a story. I'm the moderator, I don't No, Richard. you're not. No, you no are gonna have de- it's democracy. You're having to go now.
1: Oh that's that's easier though. Tell us
0: about your haunted object, Ron. No
1: problem. Uh, you know
0: the problem. Tell us about course, the iguana. The
1: most intriguing one, of course, <laughs> is the uh crying boy painting. And this is uh, a, a painting that was uh painted back in the uh
0: uh, no, you're read. You're reading the the that offer a, off a website. Tell us about your own haunted object because they I, ha- I have no haunted objects. The cry. You've got the iguana. Oh, no,
1: people say. That.
0: People yeah. say haunted, but The I crying don't. boy. You can't have. That's British. I, I have the crying boy. yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a British for well, Hey, you wanted me to go. Like you
1: know. All right. I'm going. You know. Hey.
0: Just do. Tell us about the iguana that you begged for. <laughs>
1: Don't
0: you have a life to live or something? And uh, everybody wants to hear about your iguana. It's famous. How
1: about about Thomas
0: Busby's stoop chair? No, that's British as well. Find an American one. Oh, for God's (laughs) sakes. Do I get anything? Who are you? Who are you? Rick Hale? (laughs) Yes,
1: there you go. You said that. Anyways, moving right along. So, what they're talking about, case our listeners don't know, is that uh, spark Quest, not this past year, but the year before, uh, Keith and Sandra Johnson came, and uh, they presented me with a haunted iguana from one of the cases they worked on, and this is a, a, a wooden iguana that uh, came from Aruba and cost about 80 bucks or something, but hey, I got it for nothing, so I'm happy. So, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's what it was. It was haunted. The people wanted out of the house. Uh, they gave it to Keith and gave it to me, And as, as I have so many other items that way. And uh, there it is. But uh, the intriguing thing is, at, at that spirit course, what I, I, I did is we took the haunted iguana and we put it in uh, the room with the fireplace and placed it in front of the fireplace with a couple of candles around it. And we... Had people, burst into we had people stare at the iguana. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, you heard of Herod, the men who stared at goats Well, I, I had a group of people that stared at iguana. And some of them swear, absolutely swear, that the iguana
0: moved. Well, okay.
1: What was that? I mean, whose, whose stomach was that?
0: Wasn't the stomach it was me like, trying to suppress a laugh.
1: So I'm just telling you what I've been reported. Uh so oh, count oh, calling again.
3: Tell him not to call in the middle of your
1: show.
3: He
0: always He's, calls. He does right, So We've even booked him as a guest, but he never shows up. That's true.
3: Why did they want to get rid of it? Did you didn't say what was happening when marijuana was in the place?
0: Oh, I didn't. He didn't ask. He was too busy begging Keith for it, if I recall correctly. Oh, please give me the they one just, iguana. They just wanted the damn thing out of the house. With, they it'll go with my Derek Akora signed t shirt.
1: by a demon and uh, they believed it was associated with this iguana and they just wanted the freaking thing out of there. So that's
0: it's how I'm Have you tried putting the Derek Akora signed t shirt onto the iguana to see what would happen?
1: I don't know. I, I've sold
0: that. I've Derek sold of, I don't I haven't. No, no, I don't. We—I've never—I've—I've—I've I've, I've known about this iguana for two years, and I still don't know why it's haunted. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. I don't either, but I don't really care. I got it. That's all about it matters. It's, just, it's all about the big. That's all. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe tomorrow, if, if, you know, I'm prodded enough, I might give you more of the story. But that's how you're getting.
0: So. tough. oh, oh you're going to get prodded tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> to-do list prod yeah, on about Rio have Wine,
1: so you know. I have much, and I have much better stories than the iguana. But that's what God. I, I hope. Posen, so. Posen, posen. <laughs> I, I didn't want it. I didn't want the iguana, uh, iguana story. I didn't ask for it. But Possum is, is is fixated on it because I got it for free and he didn't. And oh That's the story of it. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So can we get back to the show and talk about some real haunted items? Sure. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So you just admitted that the iguana isn't haunted. Finally. Nothing is haunted,
1: as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm just saying people believe it's haunted. Uh, it hasn't done anything for me. But then again, either have you. So, I mean, t- moving
0: on. Mm-hmm. I never will that day happen.
1: Exactly. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for you to haunt me.
1: Moving. Okay. Who's got it next?
2: Mala. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me throw a question out there to you. You get so yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, now, a long time ago, when I worked in the medical office, a patient came in with a no, no, um, with, the, with 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 a shoulder, scapula, and arm of a deceased cadaver. He said that he got it in. Um, it, it came from a medical school in Germany, and I don't know how the hell this guy got it. Um, interestingly enough, he was the attorney for CBS at the time, so I don't know. But anyway, ask, so he, tell. yeah, so he brings in. It's the scapula, the arm. It's a male, and it's very long. With the flesh and everything. No, 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 skeletal, because it, it oh, was skeletal. you know okay. yeah I, it I was, was just curious. It, I mean, you didn't really make it clear. I thought I said skeleton but that's okay. This is um, from Ron
0: who didn't tell his jack shit about the um, iguana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we had it in the medical office for a while but you know it was just like it was in the way what do you do I mean if it had been a whole skeleton but it just you know kind of an arm so I gave it to my best friend and her husband and he said it would be really great to um, use it for Halloween, to take the arm and put the candy on it while they give it to the kids. Great idea. So that was very cool, and he named it Fritz for some reason. (laughs) And But the thing of it is, like, my friend was very concerned that whoever that belonged to, whoever's arm, scapula, whatever belonged to, might be coming to look for it. Oh, and so that freaked her out it wasn't the fact that you know whatever but it was just like in her, her mind body should be whole and how this got dismembered from the whole skeleton who knows but her her worry was that um, you know Fritz is coming for his arm kind of yeah, thing but, well, body, part, body
0: parts you know they can get you know you can get separated from them you know it, well, it happens
2: yeah. alright So so here's my question now, if you guys were skeletal at some point mm. and somehow you lost an appendage of some sort, <laughs> Whatever. would you want to come looking for it? Or would oh, you yes. Not definitely. definitely.
0: Absolutely, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think I would. I, I, I would say something, but I, I can't on the uh,
0: air. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's hard I'm, to believe. I'm trying not to as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you Mala, you you do mention that, uh, which is Mm -hmm. intriguing because, uh, you know, growing up, uh, my uh, grandmother had diabetes, and she lost a leg. Mm -hmm. And they actually had to (laughs) bury the – yeah, uh, they cut it off. And basically, uh, they buried it in the Catholic cemetery uh, because they believed that your body should remain whole.
2: Did they wait for your grandmother, or did it – no, first. no, The, the, the leg got buried for us. Really? Yeah. Was That's it true. lonely? True story. I don't so know. It, did, did your grandmother get buried with it eventually? Eventually, yes. Were they reunited, I guess? I, guess so. I, I don't
1: think they, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they even, you know, I really don't know the, the good details of like the iguana. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they did get buried in the same grave. I don't know if they opened the coffin and put the leg
2: in it. Well, you know, yeah, but... but I mean, it was... It was in the same grave, though. So Okay, I mean, I just, you know, I wonder, because you always hear when, when we cross over, we don't care about the mortal remains, you know? We don't care about our bodies or yeah, but something.
1: Not, but, yeah, you, you say that because that's like the, the spiritual thing, but how many of the ghost stories, uh, uh, they have you know, did you hear about where people are looking for their heads, their limbs, or whatever? I mean, you have all those too. So, I mean, well, in fact, yeah. the very
0: first one, Athenodorus, uh, one of the the um, from first century Athens, yeah. the the ghost repeatedly appeared, demanding yeah. to be given a good burial, and there are many, many similar stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how the Catholic Church would deal with you know somebody who perhaps had had a, an arm eaten by a shark. Because that would present they, they, difficulties. They would bury,
1: they would bury the shock with it.
0: Well, maybe it swam <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> but it might have swam
0: away with the, you know, the, with the no, I guess.
1: I, I mean, I guess there's, you know, it, the idea is to, to keep the body intact uh, for the resurrection.
2: Uh, but what about cremation then? I, no, it's, well, if that was the old thinking. It's it's definitely
1: changed. differently now, it, it's okay to be cremated. Absolutely. Uh, but you know like
0: everything in life changes uh so well of course i mean the ancient egyptians and what the reason we have uh, so many well-preserved mummies mm-hmm. uh, and not unique to the ancient egyptians is the idea of mummification which was also practiced in some south american cultures as well because they needed the body uh, in order to be able to progress in the afterlife mm-hmm. and so not just the body but there was food there were uh, recreations, there were chariots, yeah. there were all of the things that they needed, that the, yeah. the person needed in the afterlife.
1: They'd kill a couple of hookers and stick them in there, too.
0: And Well, uh, it, it, with the Chinese, for example, they would often, you know, they, they would kill the, the, the wife yeah. uh, and the pets nice. and the animals. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's the, uh, when, when like the emperor. Pets, but
3: not the wife.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. with, with, if you were married to the ancient em- the, uh, emperor of ancient China uh, and he popped his clogs, then I'm afraid your time is up also. There you
1: go. But ah.
0: interestingly, the, the wives and the servants were buried alive.
1: But the, oh. yes, Yeah, that makes sense. But the, oh. they, <laughs> you, you know when they, they did the modification, they would save like the liver, the heart, and everything else, but they never really cared about the brain. I could figure that out. It's like, why why don't you save the brain? You got the liver, you got the freaking heart, you got yeah. You but know, you've
0: managed all these years without, so you know. <laughs> I,
1: have, I, I have you. I don't need a brain. You know, you, you, you know everything. So why should I know after knowing No, everything?
0: no. I subscribe to Einstein's view. Yeah, I you subscribe. Know you know everything.
1: I don't everything.
0: need to know a damn thing. All I need to know is which book on the shelf is going. There be. you go. There you go. So
1: moving right along. Uh, but you know what's it. it it is intriguing, and, and Steve brought this up in the cur- Teller of Curious Tales, which is a regular part of our show. Do you remember the one about the, the cat, Steve?
0: Uh, I do. I absolutely do.
1: That kind of fits uh, with episode the, what we're about. six or seven. Yeah. That kind of fits what, what we're, we're talking about today, isn't it?
0: I think it I think it does. Um, but going back to the objects again, I think objects we can attach. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait you,
0: you got to talk about it. I, I was giving you an opening for you to. Speak. Yeah, but then, but then, like a good British politician, I changed the subject entirely. Yeah, anyway. So, when it, when which, it was, happened, which was which was which was this happened, idea? Going now, going back to objects again. Yeah, well, but in, i, I a
1: second, rather, I th- asked the question. I've got to answer the freaking thing.
0: So, zip it, will you? You haven't answered any others. Yeah, so,
1: anyways, Marlon, this one is, is an example, uh, there was uh, a farmer who found, uh, fell into a tomb, and he found all these mummies, and they were all mummies and cats, mm-hmm. and in order to make money, he sold mm-hmm. the, the cat mummies to England, uh, farmers, and they used them for fertilizing their field, and Steve tells me that uh, there's an in odd number of uh, ghostly cats being seen in the UK, so maybe this oh, has good. something to
0: do with it. Huh. So,
2: that's true. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, Steve, go ahead and carry on. Well, I'm just it. I'm just thinking because you know you, we talk about haunted objects, but we you know we, we, we attach a great deal of importance to objects as human mm-hmm. beings. You know, we think of the first booties of the baby. We think of the first lock of hair. We we have you know favorite ornaments, items of our football you know football and sports uh, heroes that we collect. And we 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 ascribe them an almost religious mythical status. You know, a signature on a piece of paper, signed by your sports hero or film uh, or film mate. star, uh, or, or you in in some cases. And we 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 give these you know a, a great deal of status within our lives. So it's not really surprising when objects uh, the reverse can also be can, can uh, be true that an object can take on a perhaps a more negative or, or um, malevolent aura rather than a heroic or worshipped aura.
2: Well, isn't it kind of interesting because the things I've seen about haunted objects, usually they're sweet little things. They're not yeah. devils. They're what? not horrible things. They're like, right. you know, somebody's little tea cozy. Um, okay. Or, you know, a a beautiful little doll that has this really sweet smile. You know, I mean, it's never anything that's obviously evil. It's
0: like clowns, isn't it? I mean, clowns Uh are always an object of fun and amusement. Uh Um, You know, you would go to the fair or you go to the circus and you would see the clown. And as a child, the clown. Very, (laughs) very few people were scared of clowns. But now it's become, you know, these benign objects have... um, Gained an air of malevolence and, mm-hmm. and of evil, and that has gone to dolls. I mean, you go onto eBay now, and there are literally hundreds of haunted dolls for sale on eBay
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah. um, for no for no good reason. I mean, yeah, obviously, people want to make money from these Victorian porcelain collectible dolls that they bought ten years ago, and they didn't, you know, they they didn't um, go up in value as they prayed for, so they're <laughs> flogging them off as haunted. Um, but you know, Marley, you're absolutely right. It is the innocent objects. Perhaps that's, perhaps it's because they are so innocent that makes them more scary. Because they are something that mm-hmm. we would readily adopt and draw near to. You know, we would yes. we would hold a doll. We would hold a teddy bear. We would what? hold a. You know, we would we would go to the circus to see a clown. And then all of a sudden, what's familiar becomes evil and twisted and screwed up and and bad for us. Uh, mm-hmm. A bit a bit like Burgess really, I suppose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, yes, or
0: wine <laughs> they're, they're always telling us that all these things that are, you know that we we enjoy are bad for us, you know i mean every every day the newspapers are full of things that you can 't eat can 't drink can't do this can 't touch that can 't have one of them oh. that'll kill you don't buy that, and it 's the same with objects because we 've always held objects in high regard, um ancient cultures did it, we all do it, you know, people collect stuff. We even, you know, retain memorabilia from our lives, you know, fav- uh, fa- favored ornaments or objects that the children have bought or the first thing that, the, you know, that they brought home from school get a special status. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, there is a psychology to haunted objects. And it's almost like a, a perverse reverse psychology that the benign objects, the most benign objects suddenly become the most malevolent objects.
2: Mm-hmm. If you say so. But then people that look at malevolent objects might think they're cute. I mean, I've got gargoyles all over here. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, love wait
1: a minute. Gargoyles uh, were made for protection to stop they this, so, yeah They
2: yeah, were. Yeah, but people don't know that. They'll see a gargoyle and think, oh, my God. You know, they'll walk in here and see all this stuff I have in there. They go, oh, my God, this is this is so... Down and negative, and you know, I've got ravens, I've got all kinds of stuff. But I think they're cute. I mean, to me, they're very heartwarming. And everybody else is like, oh my God, there's something wrong with this woman. You know, (laughs) she doesn't have nice objects. Well, I do. I've got some ho tais, there's Chinese laughing buddhas around. But you know, they look at this stuff and they think, oh my God, there's something wrong with her. And I'm looking at these things and thinking, oh, my babies, you know, because they're
3: cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, can we just touch on eBay for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> so just go to eBay
2: <laughs> and type
3: in haunted objects and see what you get. So I found this person yesterday who is a member of a paranormal team and brings home, supposedly, all this stuff, right? <sighs> and for only the bargain price of $45. She will be happy to send you a haunted mystery item. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> she could just send you anything, but it's guaranteed to be haunted for only $45. I'm like, come on! Stop it!
0: The weirdest thing as well, if you go onto eBay um, and you type in haunted objects, object. you can you can divide the category. You can find new and used and currently, there are 41 new haunted objects.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> this lady's
0: probably got half. <laughs> I mean, you know, surely a haunted object must be used. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Now, you, you just made fun of new items being haunted, but we know uh, as, uh, as, as members of the Catholic Church that relics uh, can be new and still become relics. Uh, There are different classes of it. And you know that yourself, Steve. So why are you laughing at that? Why couldn't a new item become haunted if it it uh, was in the same room as a a haunted item and, and that energy transferred into that particular item. It's not that far-fetched if you believe in this stuff. It
0: really isn't. It's very far-fetched if you read the definition that that eBay places on a new object, an item that has never been used, previously used, or is still in its original wrapping. Um, Somebody is creating, as Anne said, somebody's creating haunted objects because there is a market for them. Everybody... I mean, I've got umpteen haunted objects because people give them to me Mm -hmm. and you know, you have, and Anne has, and Marla has, and almost every paranormal investigator I know now has got a haunted, haunted objects. Because they're cool, because we want to bring the ghost into our house so we can study it, explore it, or say, I've got a ghost in my house, for whatever other reason. would um, be. You know, they're cool, they're, haunted. Haunted bell. they're sexy. You know, people they're, – they're, you know, John Zaffis has made a career out of it, collecting other people's expensive items and taking them home because he says they're haunted.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's a great way of developing an investment portfolio, if nothing else.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if we get a minute tomorrow, let's get – about this, because, you know, when we – in witchcraft, when we buy things like stones and everything or, or just uh, tools, whatever – We consecrate them and cleanse them and everything before we use them because there may be negative energy from the people that made them attached to it. You use Mr. Eraser? No. Carla, am I also
0: But in certain objects within witchcraft you can't buy yourself? I know the story yes. is attached to the tarot as well, As not You can't, you're not supposed well, to buy your own Well, you tarot can, there. but yeah,
2: it's better to get it held. Yeah. But you don't want something that, because you, you don't know what somebody is putting into stuff that they're blessing or something. I don't believe anything that says, here, have this blessed thing. No, I'm going to clean it and do it myself, because you just don't know. You know, people are crazy. You have little faith. That's yes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: anyway, so uh, we've actually uh, run out of time just about, and uh, that was episode one of Haunted Items with Steve Barson, Marla Brooks, and Ann Carrigan, and yours truly. And we'll be back tomorrow, in case you haven't had enough of this stuff. That's right. At 7, tune in 7 o'clock on uh, ParAX and uh, TojiNet, and you'll get more. And we'll actually have a couple of guests. We're going to have uh, Chris who's wrote a book on haunted I- items. And we will have Maureen Wood, who has some meat. And, and I'll have to talk to her about this as, uh, as well, because we've had some unique experiences uh, with the haunted Divic box. So we're going to talk about that as well. So anyways, that's the end of the show. Uh, I want to thank my fabulous co host uh, Ann Kerrigan, Marla Brooks, and Steve Parsons for all their contributions that made this show so fabulous today. And I look forward to tomorrow's show, and I, I just
0: can't wait to find out what. No, nor can we, because we get to hear about the iguana.
3: <laughs> <laughs> More about Mary guan yeah.
1: I, I may hold that off for the last show. I oh, just, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not
0: going to say. Oh, here we go, and then he'll run out of time on the third. You'll just show. have you to watch.
1: tune in He's and back find peddling. out. He's backpeddling. You'll just have to tune in and find He's out. He's The about thing, but be careful you don't miss it. Till next time. Good night. God bless. Peace
0: Bye, and everybody. Michael Duss. Good night. God bless. Good night.